Comics in the combat zone. Comics in the combat zone. Usually we make you laugh, but now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Comics in the Combat Zone. This week, talking CZW Destruction in Dover, which happened February 28th, 2001, at Froggy's Bar and Grill. Yeah, that was it. Was, that's uh, it's a nice coincidence. We record at Frog and Bucket, and uh, they're at Froggy's Bar and Grill. I don't think they're related, but and they look like similar venues. Like yeah, if, if the Frog and Bucket was a wrestling purpose venue, they would be very similar looking venues. Yeah, I mean they've had wrestling here before, right? They've put wrestling on. They have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm I sure don't know. It looks similar. I'm sure there was like guys being thrown over the bar. Yeah, I don't think they would have had CZW allowed in yeah. this place but you'd be stupid too to be yeah honest. yeah you would imagine just cleaning up the i guess like in any bar in dover though i you probably get your fair share of broken glass so maybe it's not like that big of a deal <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just i feel like zandig is probably like yeah don't worry about it when they're like what sort, <laughs> so what sort of wrestling do you guys it's just the normal wrestling you know it's entertainment yeah it's we just yeah we do a, we do pg wrestling <laughs> well the show begins with a tight shot of our commentators and they actually introduce themselves on this show because i always forget their names which is why i haven't really mentioned it much but it's hitman john house who i can't believe he has the audacity to call himself hitman during bret hart's career yeah and uh, the rock yeah <laughs> No, and the rock eric gargiula. <laughs> yeah. now eric gargiula being the baby face hitman hitman john house being the the heel and they sort of like run down the card at the beginning of the show uh we've never really talked about them but like wh- what do you feel about this commentary team they're all right one of the, they're both they've both got great commentary voices whether yes. they say things that i agree with is a whole different matter um yeah, you're right. You you would expect like another yeah maybe Zandig's buddies or someone fucking terrible, and they're actually not. Yeah, they know terrible. The, they know the names of the moves. They know you know they they're up to date on their racism and their misogyny <laughs> and things like that. Like they do their best to follow the stories. Yeah, like I can't tell which one's babyface and heel often, so they're perfect for a CZW. They do look like the same person. Yeah, very <laughs> which much is so. Sort of funny. One has glasses. That's like how you could tell them apart. Yeah, I mean this it did throw me for a loop though when there was multi because then the the cameraman didn't move, it just cut to a different angle and I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, and both of the commentaries microphones worked. Commentary microphone works, audio's good. In the ring audio was good. Yeah. For this maybe for the first time ever. It's bizarre. I don't know like the jump up is so monumental that it feels like it's the bars set up. It's not the C Z W bringing it. This yeah. is just like, yeah, we had just we just record like our bingo nights, so we've got. I was gonna say, I'm sure they do like a monthly concert or something. Yeah, they just have a sound. Stuff. Like tr- you know, like country night or something. I don't know what happens in Delaware. Yeah. Um, but I was I'm just glad like, I don't. Yeah, there was just <laughs> just it was such a jump up. It was like I, d- I don't understand where that money's come from. But I mean, I was all here. F- I was here for it. Totally. Uh, so the ring announcer introduces our newest faction that still don't have a name. Uh, formed la- on the last show, John Dahmer, Jeff Rocker, and Fast Eddie Valentine. Uh, and they all come out. They're, they're not even, like, dressed the same. Uh, it, there's, like, n- nothing in common with these three yeah, guys. Yeah, you wouldn't know they're a faction. It's very strange, uh, unless you were following CZW very closely like yeah. we are. <laughs> and it's weird. So there's two ring announcers, by the way, for this one. I don't know if one of them works for Froggies, and they're just, like, trying to get this guy. So it's the regular ring announcer we're used to, even though we don't know his name. And then this, like, big Samoan guy in this, like, gaudy purple suit. 
Yeah, he looks like a <laughs> he looks like a henchman from like a Spider-Man game or something. Yeah, he's like got it's it's quite a look. Yeah, it's you know he's like, oh the Spider-Man, the <laughs> Spider-Man's in here. So the CZW guy would would introduce one half of the match, and then this big Samoan guy would introduce the other half. Of yeah, the match, and it was very much like. I guess if they're paying both these guys, like I don't know where they got the money from. Like you job said. creators. Yeah. <laughs> so then the opponents are introduced, and it's the Brico, Br- yeah, the Briscoes plus Ruckus. And I was just happy to note see that Ruckus wouldn't be involved in a match with Rock and Rebel this week because I no. feel like we needed a week off from that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So that is our match. It's a six-way tag. Uh, and Jay starts with Eddie. The fans are just clowning immediately. Like before they even hook up, the fans start chanting "boring." And I think you're just like. Okay, these guys, these fans are drunk already, and they're here to like shit on the wrestling to some extent. Yeah, I mean, it is a match involving Dharma and the Jeff Rocker, so mm. uh, you know, I don't really blame with the fans on this one. I was chanting boring at the screen. Well, we've never agreed with that. Like, they always open like with the least exciting people on the roster. Like. I think Dharma has had the most opening matches. Like, he's Easily. been involved in the most opening matches, which is. Pretty insane. It's like putting your worst foot forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that hundred percent. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it, but I guess this is the way they want to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jeff Rocker, it's tough because Jeff Rocker, I do mix up with Rock and Rebel, and he wrestles a lot with Ruckus in this match. So I will try to get all this stuff straight. But uh, so basically, Jay and uh, Jeff do their thing, and then Ruckus tags in, and him and Rocker have an exchange. Then Mark goes in and him and Dahmer have an exchange and they're all just doing one move after another with each other. Then all at once, all three baby faces hit a triple dive onto the shitty faction for a big CZW chant. I guess at least the, the Froggy's Bar and Grill has some CZW faithful in it. <laughs> yeah. um, this is like an original, like at this point on the indies, like scramble matches became very in vogue where it would be almost like the point was just to overload you with action. Okay. It's, like, almost very tough to, like, because they weren't, like, really keeping track of tags, and everyone was just running in and hitting, like, whatever big move they could think of at the time. Uh, For the heels, it was a lot of, like, uh, overhead suplexes, Saito suplexes, belly-to-bellies, and for the baby faces, it was just tons of flippy shit. I mean, Ruckus, of course, with all the flippy shit. (laughs) Yeah, and he's in a more confined space. Like, the, the arena is... The arena's very odd. It looks like uh, something from like Def Jam Vendetta. Like it's <laughs> like the way it's just very bizarre. Like it's in like a bar or it's like very strange. Yeah, like there were no sea of chair spots in this. Yeah, no, there weren't. There w- the sea didn't exist. There yeah. were walls and many counters and stuff. He barely has any runway to get a good flip, like mm. backflip uh, chain going. Um, but the entrance ramp was the back of the bar, like yeah. where the kitchen staff go, probably. Yeah. So it, it's why, and it looks like there's like a there's like a platform bit with some stairs, and it just looks like people are eating meals while this is going <laughs> on at the same time, which yeah. is like. It's always funny when you go do like an open mic and there's people there not expecting it. But if you weren't expecting CZW, it would be like, <laughs> what has happened to Froggies? It's like I got some light tube in my hand. Yeah, right yummy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, the Briscoes are suplexed in tandem by John Dahmer and Eddie. Then the Rockers put one of the Briscoes in a Boston Crab as uh, John Dahmer drops a leg on him. Then Dahmer puts another Briscoe in a camel clutch as Eddie hits a top rope leg drop onto his head, which just looked like there's no way for him to protect mm. himself. He just took it. Ruckus makes the, the single man comeback with just crazy flippy offense. Uh, and th- it's 
a great spot actually. He whips Ro Jeff Rocker into the corner and then goes to do his handsprings. And as he jumps with an elbow, Jeff Rocker just catches him for the, and then turns and hits his huge belly to belly. Jeff Rocker, I mean, the steroids are working. He is a, a strong man. Yeah, he's a very strong man. He throws these guys far. Yeah. I, it's at this point I wrote, this is a very fast and chaotic pace. It's very tough to like write and follow. Yeah, it, they don't know what's going on. Uh, Dahmer and Eddie hit their double avalanches that they did before to the Briscoes, and then they pull Ruckus in and hit the Dudley Boys What's Up leg drop to his <laughs> nutsack. Uh, Dahmer and Eddie hit this awkward double team on Jay, who, like, it, it's tough to even describe. They were just trying to hit, like, a double suplex, but it's almost like they lost it. And then Jay immediately makes his own comeback with a double low blow to these guys. Uh, the other Briscoe enters, and this is something that kept happening. Like, the babyface would come in to make the save and then just immediately take, like, in this case, it was a half-Nelson German suplex. Like, there wasn't even the moment of, like, comeback. It was just it was getting laid out by the yeah. heel right away. Uh, ruckus tags, and again, immediately pump-handle suplex by Jeff Rocker. The commentary at this point says, if Briscoes win, they'll be in line for tag team title shots, which made me beg the question, Ben, do you remember who the tag champs even are right now? Uh, they haven't defended in weeks and weeks. Is it Wife Beater and Zandig? It's Wife Beater and Justice Payne. Yeah, wife be yeah, I knew it was Wife Beater and someone. It's um, that, that episode where they put all the titles on Hate Club. Yeah. And then just stopped like defending the titles. Yeah, I guess it was a poor timing was to do it before they went on like a Japan. We're going to Japan for a month. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I forgot, I forgot they were a tag team for a hot minute. Yeah, they sent one half of their tag champs and their world champ to Japan for like Yeah, straight after months. winning the title. Yeah, so the heels at this point are just hitting constant suplexes. Uh, Jay, they go to double suplex him, and Jay, Jay Briscoe counters with a double DDT to both guys. He tags Ruckus, who hits a standing moonsault, but then Ruckus break, or Rocker breaks up the count. There's just no psychology here. It's just constant tags, random moves. All three faces then hit top rope moves on the heels, setting up for uh, two moonsaults by the Briscoes on Jeff Rocker, and then a 450 splash by Ruckus, which looked really impressive. Because again, Ruckus is just a big guy to be hitting like. Four yeah, the way he moves, it's it's like a, it's like a video game character, like a big. It's like a fighter in Tekken, like a you've picked a fat guy in Tekken, <laughs> but you you know all the combos, so he's just doing these insane moves. It's Very crazy. Agile. Yeah, yeah, he is super agile for his size. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, like a four fifty, and he gets the win here. Uh, maybe his first win in CCW, which was nice to see. And this match went eleven minutes and forty five seconds. And again, like we said it on the last show, like. Not as shit as you would expect. No, I thought you know it was, it was like it, like you said it was an overload, like it was just people doing spots like uh, like different. There was no like mm -hmm. slowdown. It was just kind of constant. But that no weapons or anything. Just lots of like sort of impressive moves. Yeah, I think this might have been one of the longer matches in the episode as well. Yeah, um, yeah. We should say uh, we got a merciful ninety minutes. Yeah, later. yeah, definitely. Um, it just feels so good to see. I can't explain the feeling when I, I open the show. Either of just like dread when it's like over two and a half hours, yeah, or just really good when it's yeah. <laughs> to see what other ratio is, because like yeah, I mean I think this one of the longer matches. It was all right. Like I don't expect much from any match involving Dharma, but Briscoes, you know, it's all it's fun to see them develop, mm -hmm. and they were really good, and Ruckus is really good, um, and Jeff Rock is juiced, so but you know, a big boy. Yeah, and, and Eddie Valentine is just so unassuming. You forget he's in the you know, yeah. matches by the end. Yeah, he's not. Re he doesn't really stand out. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah, once again, by the way, I just uh, the new faction has failed, which I think is hilarious. They haven't had a moment of success since they formed up, and no. they all start like getting angry at each other and pushing each other, and, and then they just leave in anger as we yeah. Cut. And Dewey Donovan walks out with the Briscoes. He's still their manager, I think, right? Yeah, and and the, even like when the Briscoes were entering, they're they're yelling at Dewey. And yeah, this contentious relationship. It doesn't make any sense. Very strange. Uh, so then, yeah, we're back in the ring with our two ring announcers, and next out is Reckless Youth, uh, followed by the guy. He's actually being introduced as CZW's best junior heavyweight champion, Trent Acid, who comes out with Z Bar, uh, and this was the match they sort of set up on the last show. And I was like, oh, this would be a good match. This is like, I feel like Reckless Youth I- is built for matches like in bars and shit. So, like, he came up in the Indies and he never made it past the Indies. So, this should be like almost like in Z Bar. <laughs> in Z Bar. He's in the Z Bar. <laughs> <laughs> and then, making his return, Zandig. Oh, boy. With Trent Acid, still playing his manager, as well as like, you know, the heavyweight champ, as well as like the, you know, the owner of the company, Zandig, has many hats on this show. Yeah, f- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, of course, he grabs a microphone. I, I thought he sounded shit-faced. Season fucking double, yeah! <laughs> I was like, the first thing he shouted, I was like, I'm so glad he's back, baby. That's when I noticed the audio quality was so good, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, yeah. never has he sounded so good. But do you agree? Like, he sounded fucked up already. Like, yeah, a little bit. He sounded a bit... He probably yeah, came was. to Froggy's a bit early, and the bartender's like, hey, you want a drink, buddy? And he's like, Yeah, it sounds I'll like he two. just landed, maybe, after getting back from Japan or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he sounds a bit grumbly. He sounds a bit rough. Mm-hmm. So Zandig says tonight, we're not getting the singles match. Because last show, if you remember, Trent Acid had just wrestled Nick Burke. And then Reckless Youth took advantage. So Zandig's like, to make it even, Reckless Youth is going to have to fight four guys. That's even. That's, <laughs> that's how it works. That's math. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, yeah. So we get the Reckless Youth gauntlet. Uh, and this is just fucking bizarre. This is just so <laughs> Zandig. You can just see him in a room explaining this match to all these people and how it's going to go. Yeah. And no one having the balls to be like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, it's that's stupid. A lot of his ideas give off the energy of that meme with the Charlie Day and Always Sunny where <laughs> there's like red lines. And it's just like, <laughs> this where it's like, so this guy runs in and then this guy. And he's like, does he have to pin them? No, not really. No. They just decide to leave, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, he point. depletes their health bar. Yeah, and then they walk out. It is strange. I mean, I'm going to say I thought it was a fun idea. I was like, this is pretty nuts. I'm going to say I really hated it. Because <laughs> I, I think Reckless Youth versus Trent Acid would have been a decent match. And what we got here was just a clusterfuck. But let's get into it. So Zandig calls out Johnny Cashmere, who for some reason, I guess the ex-partner of Trent Acid would be the first guy to ha- back him up in this gauntlet. Yeah. Face and heel does not matter in this match or this show, to, to be honest. And Cashmere comes out, he's dressed like a Hot Topic guy. Like, he had a weird outfit. Bit of an emo, yeah. Yeah, sort of emo looking. And they begin begin brawling right away. Cashmere hits an overhead suplex, followed by a head scissors. And then after a minute and ten seconds, Cashmere gets thrown over the top rope. And then that's his portion done for the show. Yeah, I don't... There was no rules established as to what would... Like, whether he had to pin them or whether it was... I thought maybe it was Royal Rumble rules. Yeah. And, like, once you go over the top, you're out. Yeah, maybe. This would continue and guys weren't going over the top. Yeah, they were just leaving. They were just (laughs) like, all right. (laughs) And then attacking Reckless Youth from behind, again to back up Trent Acid and Zandig, is Rick Blade. Maybe the top babyface in the company. Yeah, I didn't understand this one. <laughs> he just comes in and starts kicking the shit out of Reckless Youth. 
uh, and he starts piecing him up with martial arts kicks. The fans are going nuts for him because, like, I, I wonder how much uh, fanfare that Mondo Rick Blade match got, like, in the indie sphere or whatever. Because, uh, yeah, Rick, th- Rick Blade felt like a big star then, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the ladder match was definitely huge. I mm-hmm. think that that first tag team match was huge, and then I think the matches after, like, because Mondo was pretty hot shit from the get-go, so I imagine all this stuff kind of popped off. Mm-hmm. Well, and Mondo not on this show, thankfully, because I believe it was, like, two weeks later, and he looked so fucked up at the end of that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sort of glad they didn't push him yeah. to, to, like, go drive to Dover, Delaware, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, Rick Blade just starts piecing him up. He does this avalanche stretcher, like, uh, uh, suplex, or, sorry, submission that looks really cool. Uh, the crowd just slowly start losing momentum. Uh, they just want to see big spots and, like, kicks and stuff. Uh, Reckless Youth reverses a move and hits the stinger death drop, causing Rick Blade to just roll out of the bottom of the leave, out of the ring. And then Ruckus and the Briscoes just <laughs> attack Reckless Youth three on one. It's not even like th- it's when he's like, "Oh, this is fair." He's like, "You don't have to face four. He's like, "No, this is now five." Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and then so the Briscoes hit a double drop kick on Reckless Youth, and then they all hit like this big face buster move, and, and then they also just leave. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> and then that's when Trent Acid walks in. This whole portion took four minutes and five seconds. Yeah. Of, of, like, all these guys just in and out, in and out. In Very and out. strange. It is strange. <laughs> it almost feels like half the roster couldn't make it to Delaware, so they just used who they had on hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have to you just would see a lo- You would be missing a lot of stars on this show, and you'd be seeing a lot of guys, like, two or three times in the night. They just recycled character models, for sure, in <laughs> this one. <laughs> so Acid starts beating down Reckless Youth as fans are chanting, put the mask on at Z-Bar. Which I think is funny. The Z-Bar is probably the least respected performer on the show. Mm. And I think that's good. <laughs> uh, Acid goes for a tumbleweed leg drop, but a reckless, move, re- reckless youth moves and follows up with a springboard moonsault. And then a nice tornado DDT. I thought reckless youth actually looked good here. Uh, he hits a really dangerous high angle blue thunder bomb for a two count. And it's all reckless youth until he loses, uh, misses a power bomb and Acid tries to turn it into a Boston Crab. Uh, then they transition into a classic pinfall off, which Trent Acid is just known for at this point. Acid gets to the advantage with two big boots, then a sit-out powerbomb, then a Northern Lights bomb. Uh, Reckless Youth reverses off the top with a super atomic drop, calls for the 2K bomb that he calls it, which is essentially just a fisherman buster he won last with last time. But it really does look good. Mm. Like you're just dropping a guy on his neck. Yeah, this is a good match, to be fair. This is fun. After the gauntlet, Reckless Youth, you know, <laughs> we can still put up the goods. I don't know what the difference is to me. Like, a brain buster looks cool, but then when you, like, hook the guy's leg or whatever, yeah, it looks five times cooler. Yeah, there's a little bit of spice there. <laughs> and then Z, so he goes for the pin here. Z-Bar just pulls the referee out by the leg uh, and then pretends to be, like, injured or something. He's asking the ref to look at his injury. It doesn't make sense <laughs> at all. Uh, and the commentary is saying, like, it's no secret here that Z-Bar just came off knee surgery. And I'm like, that felt like a secret. Yeah, that was a secret, <laughs> yeah, yeah 100%. Part of the, yeah, it's part not of a secret anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely a secret. And also, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Not in the ring, not <laughs> yeah. in the match. So then Acid hits this brutal clothesline, which Reckless Youth does, like, a moonsault for. Uh, reverse whip acid bomb uh, face buster for the win. Uh, the whole gauntlet went nine minutes and 26 seconds, with his last match was about five minutes. Yeah. So they've exchanged wins after the other one has fought before. So 
you got to assume this feud continues, I guess. They just keep getting longer and longer gauntlets until Reckless Youth has to face every wrestler <laughs> in the world. Yeah, yeah. Who, by the way, isn't here. That's nope. true. He's not legally allowed in Delaware. No, <laughs> I don't know why Why he's not here. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't paid his back child. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be it, actually. Yeah, Even yeah. Delaware takes that seriously. Yeah, you can't do that, bro. Uh, then we cut, and I see the graphic, the Pastor Jim show, and I'm just mm. like, fuck, man. Why? The like, cavalcade of stars. Yeah, it wasn't even called that. I mean, he called it that in the ring. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the, the graphics at the Pastor Jim show, so they didn't have their shit together this time. And it's funny because, you know, we've been saying for weeks we can't actually hear the promo he's cutting. And this week we could hear it. And I was like, oh, I was right. It <laughs> is shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. actually preferred, like, the garbled, shitty audio. Yeah, especially because of the guest he books for this episode of the uh, Pastor Jim show. Yeah. Well, first off, the announcer says, yeah, this is classic comedy, guys. This is, you know, this is the A stuff they're using. <laughs> uh, give it up for the man who eats more pussy than the customers of the local Chinese restaurant. It's Pastor Jim. I noticed no, it's great. I noticed you're not laughing. Yeah, no, it's I. I was laughing silently, like <laughs> you know when you do so, you laugh so hard you don't make noise. You don't laugh. Yeah, you don't laugh. You yeah, no, it's it's incredible. There's some cerebral stuff coming up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of pussy jokes here. Yeah, he, he says New Jersey has some. Uh, yeah, so Pastor Jim <laughs> grabs the mic. He says New Jersey has some ugly blow pigs. But this place has the ugliest blow pigs I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is a blow pig? Yeah, I don't know. I've literally never heard that term <laughs> I don't know whether... Yeah, I don't know what a blow pig is. And then Pastor Jim says, I saw better pussy out at a pet shop earlier today. So there are a, a lot of pussy and cat. Yeah, I don't know what... Double yeah. entendres. Does that mean you fancy the animal? Does that mean you've gone to a pet shop and go, wow, wow. she's smoking <laughs> to a cat? <laughs> I think that is it. Yeah. And then he goes to introduce his first guest, uh, and a fan yells, is it your gerbil? And it gets this huge pop. Like, the bar just cracks up. This yeah. is, like, some of the worst comedy I've ever heard. Yeah, and then he's like, no, your mum, your mum's bush. And everyone's <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then finally, as if this segment couldn't get any worse, he introduces the next guest, the Rockin' Rebel. Great. Isn't that a guy you wanted to hear a promo from right now? No. By the way, we so we uh, last week theorized that the Rockin' Rebel is no longer on this mortal coil. Mm. And uh, I did give it a Wikipedia thing. And <laughs> I wish I hadn't told you because I would have loved to do like a... You know, like a multiple choice or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. It would have been it would have been a good idea. Although I think I, I do think I would have got it right immediately. Even without <laughs> you giving me multiple <laughs> choice options. Yeah, so he's not alive. No. Which isn't isn't surprising. Rest in peace, obviously, you know, <laughs> you don't want anyone to I die. Don't, I don't even want to say rest in peace given how Oh shit, yeah, actually I'll take that back. Because then the Wikipedia makes it clear that uh before he turned the gun on himself, he killed his wife. Yeah. And, and their kids found them, which I'm not even gonna make a joke. He didn't about. leave the kids. He, the kids were all right. Yeah, he, oh, he okay. didn't kill them, right, right, but right, they fair, did fair. find them. So, I mean, that probably fucked them up quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty dark, yeah. It's about as dark as it gets. And then they say he donated his brain to CTE. Well, research. he didn't. They did. The kids did. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, yeah, maybe. This guy's probably quite damaged, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, super fucked up. And it makes me, I'm like, yeah, I guess he exactly is who we thought he was, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't think he was a good person at all anyway. Because they also no. say on his Wikipedia, he's at this point in the 1990s, he had caught a kidnapping charge 
for keeping his girlfriend at the time locked in like a closet for days on end. <laughs> watching rest like train rest like rest please you gotta watch me do my wrestling <laughs> moves babe <laughs> Dude. so this guy's <laughs> fucked and i don't know how zandy got in contact with him uh, it makes it really tough to, not that i was enjoying his content anyway but it's oh yeah like one of the darker figures in yeah your history so i was far. fine with the racism but then i discovered <laughs> this stuff and i'm like i'm no longer a, bit, a big fan that yeah no kidding now now i think he's a jerk <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he's out with his belly shirt and his confederate flag bandana <laughs> and uh jim says they had uh he knows we used to have heat me and rebel but us southerners should stick together um, which they usually do. They usually keep it in the family, actually. <laughs> and Rebel begins just insulting the audience for inbreeding, which yeah. I'm sort of like, I know you are, but what am I? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Glass houses. <laughs> and you can hear every individual crowd heckle here. And I love it because Rebel gets so shook up by heckles that you can tell he wants to go like beat the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yelling shit at him. Yeah, he's very damaged. Uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> he says a bunch of offensive shit about Justice Payne, Zandig, Wife Beater. I mean, he does like... And the Japanese population. Because <laughs> he's like, Zandig is in Japan over there fucking the... Uh, the he's not, he made a comment about f their facial features. And I'm just like, bro, like they're not even... <laughs> like, what are you doing? I don't <laughs> like this. Uh, like, Yeah, it's just awful. Yeah, I just hate Rockin' Rebel. He attacks a Puerto Rican guy in the crowd. Oh, yeah, he does. As well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's fucked up, it's man. It's so weird. <laughs> and that's that's... That stuff's so fucked up outward that we forget all the, like, homophobic jokes that are just littered throughout this promo. Yeah. It's, it's like he doesn't say a thing that isn't just, like, over the line. No. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. And then Jim just ends us by saying, well, you know, I'm going to go drink. This show's over. And then we cut. And that was the end <laughs> of the Pastor Jim show. So. Yeah, I <laughs> don't know what. fucked up segment, man. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not good. Like. Yeah, do better, CZW. I'm done with Pastor Jim and the Rock and Rebel. Yeah. Uh, so Nate Hatred and Nick Gage enter, and you know, you know that was a bad segment when you're like, "All right, Nate Hatred." Finally, <laughs> some good quality <laughs> wrestling. Uh, and they enter with Dewey, as the commentaries are even mentioning how weird this team is. Because if you remember, they sort of made another faction on the last show where it mm. was Nate Hatred, Gage, and the Briscoes, all being led by Dewey. But again, Nate Hatred failed immediately. And they were even wondering if he was aligned with Gage or not. It's oh, yeah, because they were like, he's not even reacting to hitting Gage. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And so the opponents are introduced. It's Lobo and Rick Blade. And they enter together to Lobo's music because I guess he's just the biggest, bigger star. Uh, and <laughs> it's Nick Gage and Nate Hatred versus Lobo and Rick Blade. Uh, and Blade and Gage start off with a fancy reverse off. And it actually reminds me that Gage can wrestle here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, Nate Hatred would not be able to keep this face at all. Um, they have a stalemate, and the fans are chanting Rick fucking Blade, uh, which has just sort of caught on from the last few shows. And then Lobo and Nate tag in, and they have this huge, like, brawler reverse off that's, like, maybe a third as good. Uh, lots of shoulder blocks, lots of clotheslines. Hatred takes control with his power moves that he always sort of botches, like the, the bulldog that never really lands. yeah. It's like when you're fighting with your brother doing rest of the moves on like your bed. <laughs> like uh, or yeah. like you know you're doing like clothesline in the garden and things like that. Like it doesn't yeah, if your brother had kiss makeup and abused steroids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Nate Hatred hits the fucking like Rikishi driver, like front facing pile driver. And the commentator even says that's the same move that paralyzed Baldy in uh, the bigger federation, which is of course <laughs> referencing Stone Cold Steve Austin from like SummerSlam 97. 
And that was a wrestler as good as Owen Hart that paralyzed, it like broke his neck. So yeah. I'm like letting Nate Hatred hit this move on you is just a crazy thing to do. It, it, yeah. It's, it looked like scary too, but it is Lobo, so I guess he's invincible. Yeah, he's got a rubber neck. He's got rubber bones. <laughs> Dewey gets involved in the corner, causes Blade to rush in and attack both guys. He's sent into the corner, and then Hatred hits a big power slam to Lobo and tags out as they begin just trying to build heat on Lobo, trying to build a hot tag for Rick Blade. Lobo knocks Gage to the outside, then completely whiffs a dive to the outside. It's like his foot gets caught on the top rope or something. And if there wasn't that, like, elevated platform area you were talking about, it could have been really ugly, but he sort of just, like, wiped out. (laughs) Yeah. Not that bad away. Uh, Blade and Hatred run in, and Hatred clotheslines Blade inside out. Blade just sells it like a million bucks here. Uh, Meanwhile, Gage and Lobo literally are, like, fighting into the parking lot out front of the bar. And I'm sure that's one of those things where the bar probably just, like, wasn't happy yeah, about this. Yeah, please don't thing. do this. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what are you guys doing? You said you wouldn't do yeah, this. Yeah, please, God. Like, <laughs> we didn't even know you were bring. Like, we thought you were, like, a karaoke night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It very... Yeah, the bar... I don't know. I just... Maybe they're used to it. Maybe it is just par for the course, but... We are in Delaware where anything goes. Yeah. And... But it's weird. So this I found interesting because the camera's cutting between... The guy's outside, and then Blade and Hatred in the ring. And the commentators are commenting on both of them, which means they must have, like, a monitor or something to, like, know what's going on. Yeah. So, again, like, just the tech level up on this episode is, like, unprecedented. Yeah, I don't know where the mysterious cash injections come from. Mm -hmm. Like, very, very odd. But, yeah, it's super super good level up, to be fair. Yeah. So, Blade, uh, Samoan drops Nate Hatred, and then moonsaults him, then a crossbody over the top rope. Follows by f- a flipping sent on over the top to Nate Hatred. So Rick Blade's just like fucking him up with flips. Meanwhile, Gage and Lobo get back in the bar. Uh, they set up a table and then they fight on top of the bar top. And you can see the bartender is just this lady who's like laughing her ass off and cheering at the action. Yeah, maybe they love it. Maybe they're well I, into it. I at least it. feel yeah. good about that because if this was my bar I was working at, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, <laughs> who arranged this? Yeah. I've worked at some CD bars, man, and nothing like it. <laughs> yeah, if you came out and Nick Gage was, you know, coyote ugly and on top of your bar, you'd be like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah, right after we turn the camera back to Hatred, who's gorilla pressing Blade onto a chair table he made outside. That looked pretty bad. Hatred makes another chair table, but then Blade lays him on it. And this was a great spot. So Hatred's laid uh, outside on the floor on a chair table, and Blade just running swanton, like diving over the top rope, swanton bombs Hatred, like picture perfectly. I don't think we've ever seen him like whiff one of these fucking dives. There was the one. Uh, there was one off the basketball hoop where he fell back and I think knocked himself out. Uh, there was one. He got on the the roof of the truck, missed it, and then immediately got up and went round to do it again. And I was <laughs> like, "Bro, chill out." But yeah, no, he no- <laughs> he normally lands it. Yeah, he normally lands it. Yeah. Then this looked. It looked like picture perfect. Yeah. Uh, Gage throws Blade in the ring as then the Briscoes rush in and attack Lobo. <laughs> They're in it so much. <laughs> this is like the third or fourth appearance. Yeah. So far. And Hatred holds Blade for Gage to hit him. And you know what happened. Gage misses, smashing Nate Hatred with a uh, roaring elbow. And then Blade chucks out Gage, hits a Michinoku driver on Nate Hatred for the win at 10 minutes and 49 seconds. What's up, Brainiacs? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just a programming note that every Monday at 9 Central, you can join me, Andrew C. Slack, and Josh Custodio for Monday Night Program. 
Come hang out with us as we continue to build the WBCW universe using Fire Pro Wrestling Promoter Mode. Who should we sign? What matches should we book? Join us for the only professional wrestling program on Monday nights. That's Monday Night Program on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. Uh, just, just like these new factions can't get a moment of like, win. other than the hate club that just dominated the entire company as soon as they arrived. Yeah. It's like these new factions are just losers. They shouldn't even be working together. Yeah. It's all over the place. Like they don't know what they're doing with them, how to build. Like I forgot this was like even like why Rick Blade was doing this. Like what's going on. There's no long-term storytelling in CZW. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's because Nick Mondo is probably in a hospital bed somewhere. Yeah, now. true. <laughs> so after in the ring, the baby faces just disappear, and it's the Briscoes, Gage, and Hatred arguing with each other. Uh, and then Dewey Donovan gets in and restores peace. And then they all, like, raise their arms together like they won something. And, they <laughs> yeah. and then just leave. They won their respect of the crowd. Yeah, they stopped arguing with one another. Yeah. And that was a moral victory, I that guess. Is, that is good. That's all I wanted from my boys. <laughs> so then we get our hard cut. Uh, and the announcer says, before we get this Nick Burke versus Justice Payne title match, because that is the title match we're about yeah, to Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Burke finally getting his shot. Uh, we will be getting a special guest referee for this match, and out comes Z-Bar, who, again, I feel like we've seen like two or three times at this point is as well. Is this as well where they're like, and also the winner of the raffle? <laughs> <laughs> oh no i have that written That's, <laughs> <Is> yeah that? <laughs> so first zibar enters and there already is a referee in the ring yeah and yeah he just pulls the referee so shirt strange off yeah. and puts it on which i thought was actually funny and then the announcer's like and also your special referee is going to announce the winner of tonight's raffle yeah it's a signed czw shirt who like <laughs> who would you want to sign that i would not want a shirt signed by most people in that company yeah no like yeah, that would end up in one of those like you know, the murderer museums or whatever. If you what, Rockin' rock Rebel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah this is but outside of that, yeah, there's not Look, a lot I don't of know, and I don't know how drunk they were when they signed it. Like, Zandig could have done all the names. <laughs> he definitely would do something yeah, like that. Yeah, or, yeah, it's, it's just the Briscoe signature 20 times. And then it's just, it's the most CCW thing ever where they draw this guy's name, Victor, and, and someone yells, like, he's in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Uh, and also that they drew in, like, I guess... Raffles are normally a number. Like this, they just they drew a name. They put their name in. <laughs> they just put their name <laughs> in. Like it wasn't. I don't think that's a raffle. I think that's just picking a hat out of a name. <laughs> yeah, it was so fucking stupid. Yeah, man. I hope he still got. I hope Victor still got that shirt. Why would Z Bar be the one to do this of all people? I don't know. I mean, this is the only time they've had a. Ra this is the only time <laughs> they've done a raffle. I don't know. It's just very mm. odd. One time they had the giant leprechaun come out and give shirts to <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't a raffle, though. That was just, that was social. That was a redistribution of, of wealth. Right, That right. was just giving stuff out for free. This uh, is like, there's one winner. They paid for those raffle tickets. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so Nick Burke is out first from the great straight of state of Texas. And the commentary keeps bringing up how he's CZW's version of Rudy. Which is just a reference. Rudy. Yeah, I think that's like a an American film about like a loser who wins something. Or oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean that's right. I mean he's not really won much, but he's mm -hmm. a loser. Uh, and then they bring up how both these guys have had issues with either Trent Acid or Zandig, which begs the question why Z Bar is sort of like the guest referee here. It's it's babyface versus babyface here. Again, like, none of that matters. I overthink this shit. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then, Bur yeah, because Burke enters the ring, and he just immediately pushes Z-Bar and, like, gets in his face. He's like, what are you doing here? 
And then next out, representing the hate club, is Justice Payne, who also gets in the ring and just shoves Z-Bar, and he's like, you have no business here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, like, a y- y- yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will say, Justice Payne looks good, I think. He's got, yeah. he's got his pecs are looking immaculate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were lo- noticing his juice up phase. I think he was just doing too much juice. And, like, yeah, it out. I think he's cut, been cutting a bit now because he looks healthier. Mm-hmm. His pants look good. And he's off a tour of Japan. And I got to say, even his in-ring shit here looked really yeah, good. Yeah, like, yeah, crisp yeah. Crisp right off the bat. Th- so he's like, it's, it's actually an interesting way to start. So they're both doing just arm-based offense. Like, one of them will get an arm bar in and then, like, do, like, hip up some roll-arounds and flip out and get the other guy into the arm bar who will do his own, like, use the top rope to do a backflip, sort of, like... And, and I just thought, as far as reverse-offs go, this is pretty good. And, like, Justice Payne did look very crisp. I mean, Burke's always looked all right, but, yeah, Justice Payne sort of looked like he's leveled up recently. Mm. Uh, Burke has Justice Payne in this funny, like, leg lock, and Z-Bar goes in to sort of check if he wants to tap, and Justice Payne just reaches over and, like, bitch-slaps him like, yeah. right in the face, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, Burke hits this nice bridging German for two, then locks in a bow-and-arrow suplex, uh, Justice Payne goes to kick him, uh, and then he just hits this nice dragon screw as well. So Burke's sort of working the leg as Justice Payne's working the arm, which is in-ring psychology I don't think we've ever seen in season no, yeah. before. Uh, we get a lot of constant counters with a nice belly-to-belly belly, belly suplex from Justice Payne. Burke quickly clotheslines Justice Payne right after, then hits his patented frog splash for a two. They finally get outside, and Burke grabs a chair, but Justice ki- Payne mule kicks it like into his face. It's funny, pretty like, good. He's running towards the ring with the chair, and Justice Payne just fucking boots it. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good. And then follows it up with an acai moonsault. And then again, right away, Z-Bar sort of checking on them, and Justice Payne just abuses them again. This is for is it? This is for a title as well. This is for the yeah, CCW yeah, World yeah, d- title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- yeah, I didn't know if you'd mentioned it. This, yeah, this yeah. is Nick Burke's big moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Justice Payne hurls Burke over a bar counter. And then he chucks the chair over the bar at his head, which looks pretty cool. And then he climbs the bar with the chair and just, like, jumps off it, slamming the chair into his head. Uh, Burke reverse whips Justice Payne into the parking lot. It's just, like, the emergency exit. Yeah. It's almost like Justice Payne doesn't see it coming because he goes out back first. (laughs) Yeah. Just falls onto the fucking concrete. And then they just start Irish whipping each other into people's cars. That Yeah, their froggies wouldn't have been good with that. No <laughs> chance they were happy with that. There's no chance they decided what cars they were going to use before. Yeah, no, like yeah. Justice Payne fully goes like over the windshield, like over a guy's car roof. They're not stunt cars. There's no stunt cars as well. These are just dudes' cars. Imagine you just broke this dude's windshield and like you just come out after the thing. And you're like, yeah, you're trying fuck? to claim on insurance. And they're like, how did it happen? And you're like, you are never going to believe me. <laughs> Have you heard of the wrestler Justice Payne? (laughs) You beat me to it there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Justice Payne then hits a flat suplex on just concrete, like on the parking lot floor, before dragging Nick Berg just back inside. Um, And like like I said earlier, like commentary is just talking, like covering all this shit, so you can just assume they're seeing what's going on outside. Justice Payne gets him in the ring, then hits a top rope blockbuster, and then Z-Bar does this like ridiculously slow count. So it's sort of like you can see whose side he's on, I guess. And then Justice Payne's distracted yelling at him, and it allows for a face buster from Nick Burke. Burke starts attempting pinfalls, and each time Z-Bar is doing a fast count. But again, this is just, it's just shit booking. Like, Nick Burke has a problem with Trent Acid. He's a baby face. But I guess Zandig dislikes Justice Payne more, so Z-Bar's yeah. going to help him. 
But it's like there'd be so many other guys. Like, why isn't this Trent Acid versus Justice Payne? Or yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Or Trent, yeah, I don't know. Or, or any heel, like yeah, or Nate Hatred, like I don't know, <laughs> like yeah, it's impossible to follow the storylines well to figure out who's at what point with who. Mm-hmm. It's like they just had Nick Burke there, so this is the spot for him. But it's, yeah, it's really just terrible, terrible booking. Um, Justice Payne hits this insane like high angle slam, which like almost looks too high, like he just lands B- Burke on his head, and then Bar. Turns around during the pin count to tie his shoes. So at this point, Justice Payne's had enough, and he just knocks out Z-Bar with a punch. And then randomly, Tajiri appears. <laughs> Yoshihiro Tajiri. Very strange. CCW. I was like, what the fuck? I thought him and Super Crazy were just gone forever at, at this point. Uh, he hits a brain buster on Justice Payne, puts Nick Burke on top of him, Revives Z Bar for the fast count win. For <laughs> Revives. That's like is it like in Battlefield, like where he's like he's like little counter going up. Yeah, he revives he did, him he like his teammate. Yeah, yeah. And Z Bar is like, oh, I'm away. <laughs> yeah, I'm away. <laughs> and so yeah, Nick Burke, winner and new CZW champion. This was actually insane. I wasn't expecting it. Eleven minutes and thirty six seconds. Yeah, yeah. No, this was so random. It's such a, like, easily, probably the high point of Nick Burke's entire career right here. Potentially, yeah. So far. And then that's when Zandig appears on this, like, screechy microphone. And he's asking Justice Payne, just like Bob Dylan would, how does it feel? <laughs> yeah. He's saying, he just keeps yelling that. How does yeah. it feel? <laughs> Justice Payne, he, it, uh, he sends Justice Payne to the back. He's like, get out of here. No one wants you here. And Justice Payne just listens to him and leaves. I guess he's the boss, man. You yeah, always exactly. Re- you always respect the boss. Yeah. <laughs> And then Zandig, um, he dresses down our new champion here, saying, like, wow, Justice Payne wasn't even meant to take this match with this junior. Yeah. He keeps calling him, like, a junior or whatever. Um, and then, oh, sorry, what does he say after this? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's easy fighting a junior that oh, would have lost to Trent Acid and blah, blah, blah. And then Zandig then asks if Tajiri wants a title shot right now. And he's like, yeah, that's what we do here after matches. We can wrestle still. Like, you're good, <laughs> you're good, right, Burke? And Burke's like, yeah, okay, I'll wrestle. <laughs> and he's just like, what the fuck? And then Zandig makes the point, if Tajiri wins this title match, him, Zandig, the owner, is going to get the first title shot at Tajiri. Yeah. Which is a match I would have loved to see. Zandig I will. St- there's still a chance. Yeah. But then we get our fifth match of the night, Nick Burke versus Yoshihiro Tajiri. <laughs> <laughs> For the title. Yeah. And it's funny. So Burke starts clapping like overhead to get the crowd into it. And Tajiri just starts mockingly like clapping. <laughs> just like making fun of Burke essentially. And Burke goes for a handshake. Uh, and when Tajiri takes it, Burke kicks him in the gut. So he goes on the attack. Tajiri responds by just angry chops and then a buzzsaw kick to Burke. And then as Burke sort of turns his back to him, he even spanks him on the ass here. Tajiri's really just good at mocking guys and making yeah, them look he's like yeah. bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. Uh, Burke latches onto Tajiri as he runs at him. He bellies to belly him. Then he starts stomping a mud hole in him, Stone Cold Steve Austin style. He whips Tajiri into the corner, runs at him, but then eats another buzzsaw kick. Tajiri counters the Burke driver with a brain buster to win the world title off of Insane. Nick Burke yeah. at 2 minutes and 28 seconds. What the fuck was this, man? Yeah, it, this was... I mean, this was absolutely wild. Like, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what was going on. Um, so, Tajiri, at this moment, is your CZW World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. I, you know what? And I really hope it's a long, fruitful reign, <laughs> for sure. I think it's going to be... There's going to be... It's going to be one of the best 
you know, world title runs, I think, in CZW. Yeah, if you think, Tajiri, uh, <laughs> if you can't see what's about to happen here, <laughs> you haven't been listening to this podcast yeah. enough. Because immediately Zandig's in the ring. Uh, he's celebrating. He's like, Japanese superstar Tajiri, <laughs> yeah. everybody. Puts the title on him. And then he's like, but you did make me a promise. <laughs> and he clotheslines him. He pins him, rolls him up immediately. Z-Bar does a fast three count. <laughs> Z-Bar's being the ref in all three of these matches, by maybe the way. Maybe Z-Bar's like Zandig's, like, bitch. He's like, that's why, bitch, yeah, yeah, that's why he's put him out there. Because mm-hmm. Z- Z-Bar will do everything for him. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't even call this a match. This was no. literally a clothesline and a roll-up. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the <laughs> bell doesn't ring. There isn't even anything. Like, there's no, <laughs> it's just, like, uh, just a roll-up and then a pin and then, uh, okay. Yeah, and this was so stupid, man. This is <laughs> so <laughs> dumb. Like, way to just make your title look like fucking nothing. Like, yeah, it's worthless. It is absurd. <laughs> it's so bad. I I couldn't. This is Zandig like at another level. Like people go after Vince Russo to this day. If CCW is actually popular, Zandig would be the worst booker <laughs> of all time. It's so bad. Uh, he says. Nobody deserves the title but me. I own this company, and if you audience don't like it, I don't give a fuck. Like fuck you. It's your like your tiny audience. You're just berating here. Yeah. As the heel owner. Oh man. And then he's like, now get the fucking barbed wire out here for my next match. And then we cut, and when we come back, I'm expecting like barbed wire ropes. I'm expecting like crazy barbed wire. It's like in between the second and third rope of one side of the ring. Yeah, that's how much the bar would let them have. <laughs> that 100%. Just this light spool of barbed wire. Yeah. Oh, you man. wanted hardcore, you got it. So I was already pretty burnt out at this point. Like it, We're at like an hour 20 of an hour. <laughs> uh, it's just pretty bad so far to me. Uh, we come back and yeah, there's wire on one side. And then the announcer announces... Out first from anywhere he fucking pleases. It's the Rock and Rebel. Jesus, isn't that Christ. so cool? Yeah, he's. he's I from mean, anywhere he wants. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why it's not racism because he's always got a pass. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's from wherever he yeah, wants. This so. week he's from France. Yeah, and then from Japan, so he's allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the commentary, as Rock and Rebel's entering, like. By the way, we've just heard this main event is non-title, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that Chekhov's non-title match. <laughs> <laughs> After three title changes <laughs> in like 10 minutes. Um, so, yeah, Rebel gets on the mic again, and he calls an audience member gay using a, <laughs> a homophobic slur. Yeah. I'm sure you could guess. Again, it's just like, man, this guy doesn't waste an opportunity. I hate him. Say something fucked up. <laughs> and then out second with Zabar... Classic jeans Zandig, who yeah. apparently went to the back just to come out, in, and he had to put on the classic jeans, bro. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, Zabar probably helps him. I feel like Zabar will like button up his jeans for him, Squeezes and will like, them. yeah, yeah. He's like, he he's baby oils Zandig. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. I I think there's a weird relationship there between him. That's what the Z stands for, Zandig's bar. <laughs> it does. Uh, there is something that still makes me smile about classic jeans Zandig. He is yeah, it's old school. The it's ultimate prototype. Of yeah, it's CCW wrestling. the T100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, Outlast, also just wearing jeans and a lot of baby oil, is Wife Beater. Motherfucking Wife Beater. Who they, at least they just saved for one appearance on this show. Yeah. No well, one. you couldn't, you don't want to waste. He's a, he's a wife Beater. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, like, burn people out on him. When it's funny, so as Rebel and Zandig are like jaw jacking and pushing each other, 
Wife Beater just casually gets in the ring and just clubs Rebel from behind, yeah, yeah. knocking him to the ground. No racism in my ring. <laughs> yeah, just wife beating. <laughs> yeah, that's so, yeah. <laughs> so they start just double-teaming Rebel. Uh, they power slam him, or they're sorry, they throw him out of the ring. That's when Wife Beater power slams Zandig and then hits him with his ball punch that we all know so well. This allows Rebel back in to chop Wife Beater and hit an atomic drop on him. Then Zandig once again clotheslines Rebel outside, and all three of them begin brawling outside. Again, this is just every brawl you've ever seen in CZW. Yeah. They're hitting each other in the head with chairs. Do you think Wife Beater's ball punch would be the worst move to take <laughs> from the CZW? I, I, I would rather take a ball punch than like just some of these chair shots they do to the head. Let's say not, not chair shots. No weapons involved. No weapons. Uh, I'd still say some of the brain busts. No, like the Rikishi driver. Oh, okay. You think, you think the ball, like at least you can't, at least you don't think the ball punch is powerful enough to damage your neck. I, th- <laughs> I think my <laughs> <Peter> is <laughs> like goes up your spine, like I the pain goes Peter through your testicles into your spine. <laughs> He's professional enough to work it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. he's punching next to your you balls. Th- you reckon? You don't think he's punching your ball? Yeah, maybe. But just the way we saw him work with uh, Balls Mahoney last week, it made yeah, me really okay. realize, like, oh, okay. this guy's a professional. Right, okay, fair enough. Rock so and Rebel would punch you in the balls on Yeah, purpose. 100%. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> want to take a ball punch from Rock and Rebel. There is one spot where Rebel just power slams Wife Beater onto two chairs, which just looks... Like, so much worse than just taking it on the ground. Like, the chairs just bend in half. Yeah. Uh, and then Zandig just attacks him with chair shots. He's grinding Wife Beater's head into the barbed wire. Zandig's already bleeding here. I don't even know how, wh- like, what happened. It feels like sometimes he forgets he hasn't taken a blow to the head yet and will just cut himself preemptively. It's all that, it's all that booking energy. It's pouring out of him. It's <laughs> it yearns to escape. His genius is yeah, just seeping out of his just out with, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He makes a, it, or sorry, Rebel makes a chair table, and then he's immediately slammed into it by Wife Classic. Feeder. Then Wife Feeder makes his own chair table, and his power bomb through it by Zandig. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> just two in a row. Yeah, <laughs> just no, no one's using it. Yeah. Wife Feeder's bleeding heavily, actually. He throws Rebel over the, a bar counter, and th- but then Zandig takes Wife Feeder and turns him the other way. And he throws him into the ring, like, through the barbed wire. And all, all the spools of barbed wire just break. This actually looked, like, brutal. <laughs> yeah, he's c- going to be covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at this point, yeah, White Beater's bleeding from the back a bit as well. And Zandig sunset flips into the ring for a two count on White Beater. Which <laughs> Pretty is, sick. It's such a bizarre <laughs> visual. <laughs> White Beater and Zandig do a double clothesline to each other. Or both are down. Meanwhile, Rebel is setting a table out on the outside. He tries to suplex Zandig on the apron ba- uh, to the outside through the table, but Wife Beater shows up and helps Zandig suplex him back in the ring, and then they both double gorilla press Rebel and just casually toss him over to the outside through a table, which did look sick. Yeah. And then Zandig, he, I forgot to mention, he came out with, like, it, it was almost like a light tube, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it was bent around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like he just found it in the back somewhere. Probably like did. Unattached it from the, the wall or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, grab me that Z-bar. It's like a bent light tube, like a horseshoe light tube sort of thing. Yeah, and, that, and the bar staff are like, is that the fire system? <laughs> is that the fire suppression system <laughs> he's got there? And Zandig lays this thing on the ground and then just Falcon Arrow's wife beater onto it. And it just explodes like out from under <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it looks insane. Rebel breaks the count at two. And then Tajiri just reappears. I guess because he, you know, was probably paid for more than two and a half minutes of work earlier. Yeah. 
he attacks Zandig. Obviously. Like, that makes sense. That's the only thing that's made sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put Zandig in an octopus stretch, immobilizing him. As just as pain reappears with light tubes, he goes to hit Rock and Rebel. Misses. Guess what? Yeah. Fucks it up. Hits the wife beater. Uh, as commentary or unsure. The wife beater. Yeah. <laughs> commentary or unsure. Yeah, I guess they're both wife beaters. <laughs> I should yeah. say wife beater. The we- <laughs> yeah, commentary is unsure if Justice Payne did that on purpose uh, because there's been cracks in the hate club lately. Yeah, they said this quite a few times where they were like, the hate club, maybe they're breaking up. Maybe well, there's th- disarray in the ranks. And it's like. They were trying to tell a story because. Uh, show don't tell boys. Show don't tell boys. Well, because, because during the match, Zandig and Wife Feeder were doing double team moves on Rebel. Yeah. And they were like, oh, what do you think Justice Payne thinks? Watching Wife Feeder work with Zandig. But then right after they'd do double team moves, they'd attack each other. Yeah, so very, yeah. It was just like poor storytelling here. And then even after this, Justice Payne begins attacking Rebel. Um, sort of stupid. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think yeah, at this point, uh, Rebel gets the win there. Uh, off this, um, at seven minutes and four seconds, off the light tube attack yes. by Justice Payne. Yeah. So that's when they're like, oh, wow, did he do that? And then Justice Payne begins attacking Rebel post-match. So Rockin' Rebel, of all people, gets the fucking win of this main event here. It is very funny, though, because then he starts like cutting a promo. And I think he's genuinely confused that it wasn't a no... Because <laughs> he's like, what do you mean a fucking no title match? He's, where's my belt? Yeah, where's <laughs> my belt? I, I think... Part <laughs> of me thinks that's that's genuine. Part of me thinks he thinks it's a title match. Because he's like, where's my... Fu-? None of this Zandig no title bullshit. Yeah, or he just thinks that's how wrestling works. Mm-hmm. He just thinks that, like, everything's... If you beat the other guy, regardless of whether it's a title match or not, mm-hmm. it, it, he wins. Definitely. Yeah, like, I think, you know, he thinks, you know, you keep what you kill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. When it also showed Wife Beater, who's just fucking, after that last light tube shot, is heavily bleeding from his back. Yeah. He's bleeding everywhere. Uh, In him, he gets mad at Justice Payne, but he's not, like, shoving him or getting in his face. He's just sort of pissed. And then Justice Payne sort of talks him off the ledge, and they high-five as the fans chant hate club. Uh, And then, yeah, the show ends with... Rock and Rebel challenging Zandig to a match. And for last bit of great production value, the commentators talk over the credits. Yeah. There's credits. Oh yeah, there's always credits. Yeah, well, now the last couple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that was our show. Oh man, did you want to <laughs> give your final assessment first or me? Talking through it. Uh, I mean, when I watched it, I thought it was actually quite fun. Um, I mean, I maybe have more. Um, patience for some of the silliest stuff, it, like the title stuff. It was dumb, yeah, but I was like, this is just so, sh- this is like fun. Well, we were sort stupid. of talking about it off air, like you were in really into the production side, so. This, e- not this episode only, yeah, I thought like the production jump was like, like super impressive. The, be- the best in company history, probably? 100%, yeah. yeah. No, d- by like <laughs> light <laughs> years, yeah, by light years, like. Comment it had everything like commentary, good audio, multiple camera angles, all that sort of stuff. The re- it's not the best wrestling we've seen for a while, but I think I don't think the wrestling was actually too bad. It was I think the wrestling was inoffensive fu- at best. Yeah, the wrestling was inoffensive. The wrestlers themselves were very offensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I, like that, and that's why I'm going. I think I'm gonna go two point two five. What? No. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, I think. You're so apart on this. Yeah. No. I. I think. I don't know. I. I just think. 
I think being 90 minutes, it didn't overstay its welcome. <laughs> the rest, of it, there was some good moves in there. Tajiri, love him. Um, yeah, I think I, I think 2.25, just because like, it was uh, incredible to see it all come together. I am blown away. I, I have written here 0. 0.5 out of <laughs> What? <seven>. That's insane. <laughs> no, That's man. insane this how was, low that is. This was such a badly booked show, man. It's like the bad booking got in the way of good wrestling. Like, Reckless Youth versus Trent Acid would have been good, but instead we have to make a gauntlet where baby faces are Hi, yeah, attacking him. I guess uh, the gauntlet is the flashpoint for us because I thought the ga- it was dumb, but I was like, this is so, <laughs> this is fun. Pastor Jim, dude. Pastor yeah. Jim, Rock and Rebel. I yeah. Mean, that's in a 90 minute show, like, so much of it was bad. I, I, I like that it was 90 minutes, but that's <laughs> not like high praise. Yeah, I don't know. I, this like, is as far apart as we've ever been. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think in our Wikipedia, this is the the last ever episode of Comics <laughs> in the Combat Zone. Um, I will say Burke and Justice Payne, I thought, totally over-delivered. Uh, Burke, I, Justice Payne, I thought was good. I thought the, 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 I thought the Acid and Reckless Youth little match that we got was actually good. Mm. Um, uh, you know, and I, the main event was, uh, in, yeah, pretty decent. Like, yeah. decent violence, yeah. Decent I, might be, ha- yeah. I might be going low because, like we said, you like good production. I hate bad booking. And, like, I liked the last show a lot because most of the booking made sense for the most part. And it felt like they were building stars. It felt like they were building feuds. Like, the, there were no Balls Mahoney on this, no Nick Mono. This is the last, the, uh, uh, you know, this is the last time I will give it extra stars for good production. But every time it happens, you know, the first time something happens, you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, when there was a good match and we were like, holy shit. Yeah. We, we need to, this there is, is the first time that. there's been a banging match. Mm-hmm. Now, for now, that's gone. That card's gone, in my opinion. So, it's got the same production value. Maybe if it wasn't good production, maybe it was th- this quality, I'd give it. Similar score. I do think point five is very low. <laughs> I hated. I think part, I think point five is very low. There wasn't any really good match, and it just fucking oh man, it really. And hurt I think my you're head. trying to expose me as that you're trying to say you're the least racist. You're like two point two five for a ra- <laughs> Ben. That's very problematic. I was happy you. Ruckus and Rock, Rock and Rebel were separated. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was that was a highlight that they weren't in a match together. We could have gone. Yeah, no, let's. Yeah, but um, we had. We had like three separate Rock and Rebel promos on the show. Yeah, there was a lot of Rock and Rebel. I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the. Ro- I didn't enjoy Rock and Rebel. If I see much more, he's actually this this show. I'm discovering his future. Mm. What's to come may <laughs> may get to the point now where his grizzly fate, his appearance <laughs> actively makes things worse. Yeah, I think because now, yeah, I'm kind of done with been that. that way. <laughs> Before we knew he killed his yeah. wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Although I think I always knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, right, with okay. Benoit, no one saw it coming. With Rock and Rebel, it's like someone should have done something. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, for sure. Did they watch CZW? If anyway, only, if only we did this podcast a few years earlier. We could have stopped. Yeah. Anyway, before <laughs> before we get kicked off the Wrestling Brain Network, let's. Yeah. We'll finish there. Thank you. You, the crowd, let us know who you agree with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, of course, I am at Funny Jordan D on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to give me a follow. And I'm at Pink Hoverboard on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week.